0: In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, I get called on an embarrassing grammar faux pas. We share the second entry into the ASP Daddy Daughter Club, and Bill and I pose powerful blind questions with even more powerful answers. Welcome, everybody, to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. My name is Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. We are your hosts for today's episode and every day's episode. Uh, New listeners, old listeners, all of you listeners, check out the products page. Go look at a product called All In Comprehensive Training Solution for Salespeople. It's wonderful. Here's something new. We're on the road, aren't we? Have bag will travel. On the road again. You like that song? You like we Willing need a Dawson? little. Uh, what about the uh, some traveling music? The,
1: the one you didn't Going like? To born City? to sell. Let's try that. Okay. One. <laughs> Did you like this one?
0: This born gets you in the mood. You can get not home, not quite Jen, born Jen, to be Jen, wild. Not. Yeah. Jen, can you put on a little "Born to Sell" here? Boy, what a, what a fitting title! <laughs> what a fitting title for such a riveting tune. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are on the road. The Advanced Selling Podcast. May slash will be coming to you live in 2016. We're booking now for national sales meetings, trade shows, association meetings, any place that you need to have someone come talk about sales, business development, marketing, that sort of thing. Uh, we're happy to do that for you. All you've got to do is send us an email at listener at advanced and we will uh, get you on the docket, talk about how the details work and all that stuff. So send us a note if you'd like to come out live and we are. Um, really having fun going out and meeting our listeners live at some of these events. That's an old, that's an old word. The docket. It's on the docket. Did I say docket? I heard, uh, there's a lot of old uh, vernacular
1: coming back. I heard a girl, a lady on, she was a millennial on MSNBC or something the other night. She talked about spanning the gamut.
0: Oh. Spanning the
1: gamut. I like that.
0: G-A-M-M-O-T. Yes. Gamut. I think
1: it's G-A-M-U-T.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Gamut.
1: Or as you might say, Gamut. 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 Yeah. Gamut.
0: Okay, I have a public apology.
1: Okay, and I've got a shout out. You go first.
0: Well, uh, so this is uh, from Mike L. Mike L. Oh, I know what it is. I love you, brother. Here we go. Hi, guys. A coworker turned me on to you guys. Now I'm going through your archive, listening to past episodes. I'm learning a lot and appreciating your sharing knowledge with us. One thing that makes me shake my head. Now, caveat, not a caveat. We are grammar junkies here at the Advanced Selling Podcast, aren't we? We're grammar yes, junkies. Yes, we, we are. And he says- Apparently not, but we think we are. We thought we were. Uh, and by the way, the subject here is I versus me. I'm surprised your grammar checker is not all over this. Well, we are the grammar checkers, Mike. So we're the we uh, fact checker, Doug, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Here's what we say If you would like for us to come out to your business, you can have Bill and I come speak to your group. That is not accurate. Mm-hmm. It's not. It is correctly, you can have Bill and me come speak to your group, right? Mm-hmm. So he says, please, please do that. <laughs> okay. So I sent him a note back. Can I read my note? Yeah. I said, Mike, I am mortified. I versus me is one of my all caps biggest grammar pet peeves. And is it, it really? Is. is it really? Yes. And I love actually using the proper one in front of people, like with extra emphasis, right? Seeing if they so, bite. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I said, I might suspend myself from the podcast, which I'm thinking <laughs> Don't about do that. I've not done it yet. So, um, and then I say, um, me hope you can look past the mistake and still find some good sales stuff. Sincerely, be Neil. And he kind of liked that. He thought that was funny. So anyways, Mike, uh, thank you. He said, He said, ha, me know, me can. <laughs> so now we're talking like cavemen. That's good. So uh, anyway, Mike, thanks for pointing that out. Apologies to Got all the grammar people. I can't believe no one's, no one's uh, pointed that out so far. Boy, I hate that one.
1: Well, two things there. One, I think. Fact checker Doug needs to be more on the ball. He's not really a grammar
0: fact checker, though. He's more when we make a statement about music or pop culture. Yeah, he goes out yeah. and makes sure that we're not uh, making stuff up. No, you know what I mean? He will after this because he's listening. Speaking he's
1: of, we got an email from him, and we we did. Didn't I we? don't know if we missed if we missed it or whether we just didn't do the entire name of the song. Two thousand one Space Odyssey. We, we, we did. played that song, and. I said correctly that it was also Sprock Zarathustra, but the name of the song is Diodato, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know if that's part of the
0: group I don't part know part of the name of the song. Well, what's interesting that you bring that up now, because remember I talked about Hal? Right. And I got, a, I got a note from a guy named Vince L. Vince didn't say I could use his last name, so Vince L. And he said, he laughed this morning. Thanks for the 2001 Space Odyssey theme. You knew Hal. My consideration, listen to this, my consideration is not flumadiddle. Know that mm, one? No. He said in, in parentheses, use that one in the show on this bill. He's he's like okay, well, you know. Or is that no, something else? He, he, said, said? he said use that word uh, on in the show on Bill. Flumadiddle. He said my consideration is not flumadiddle. You know what that means? No, I don't either. Was that in the movie? What's no. the connection in the movie? No, I think it's just he's just using. Oh, just using. He's plain word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, word for the day. Yeah. Uh, but here's he got a learning from that. He goes, he knew who Hal was, and he said it was a great learning. He says, My frame of reference is not always like theirs, meaning other people who may be a different age. Or oh, yeah. See. I can uh, never assume that stories I use are understandable <laughs> to my current audience. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That happens to it's us all the time. It's a great thing. Yeah. So, um, if you don't know who Hal is, by the way, he said adding one letter to Hal transposes to IBM. So, I'm sure there are some conspiracy theorists who think that that's wow. what's going on here. So, Flumadiddle, you know what Flumadiddle means? It means exactly what it sounds like it means. Like this, this, I'm not like joking around here. Nonsense. Nonsense. This means nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah.
1: Flimadiddle. Flimadiddle. I love that do, do word. You know, I will be using that word. Flumadiddle?
0: Yeah, so thank yeah. you to Vince L. You gave Bill a new, fun, big word. Yes, you did.
1: Also, I want to do a shout-out. We're have got we starting to accumulate some father-daughter teams we are. that are listeners. Isn't that great? And, uh, and Brian and I both have daughters. Brian's got sons as well, but I've got yep. two daughters. And so we had uh, Chelsea, who we uh, read the question from here a couple of weeks ago, and then I think there was another person that you met in Fort Wayne. Correct. Who, who had a had daughter. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So we uh, we love the father daughter thing. If we get more from that, we need to do a little. Do, they, uh, do a those two have or names
0: or are they Chelsea nameless? and Mike? Oh, Chelsea and Mike. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea and Mike,
1: Mike were father daughter. So they they it. I that.
0: love that the father daughter because so long this is this is shout out to the ladies. This was such a guys thing yeah. back in the eighties. Sales was such a male dominated thing. Like I guess everything was to a point. And I love to see young women getting into sales yeah, and agree. and being close to their dads in that process. That's just a cool thing yeah. to watch. I really really like that. So.
1: So a quick note from the uh, fine people at Stamps.com. You know, if you've been listening to the show, that mailing and shipping are a routine part of running your business. If you weren't listening to the show, you wouldn't know that. But you do. It's important you keep your operations going strong. But if you're making constant trips to the post office, that's a routine you need to change. There's a much more convenient way today. It's called Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings you all the services of the post office right to your desk. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail. Then hand your mail to the mail carrier. You'll never waste valuable time going to the post office again. Brian, it seems like the last three or four episodes you've always had a post office story. Do you have one today?
0: You know, I don't. Okay, And that's a good thing because the things I was getting at the post office were not positive. Right. I'd prefer right. not to say in public what I was getting, but I was getting. Like diseases or oh, something? Oh, no, no. no. Okay. I wasn't catching anything. Yeah. yeah, Cake? cake no, cake, no, cake. no cake. No diseases. No anything good, but just uh, things that you don't really want to get. And well, they're all taken care of. So life's good.
1: Well, we hope that uh, you don't have to make any nope, wasteful good. trips to the post nope. office. And we hope you won't either. You can focus on what really matters, which is growing your business, which we talk about every episode of the podcast. We use stamps.com for our show right now. Sign up for stamps.com. Use the promo code Advanced Selling for this special offer a four-week trial, and a $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in Advanced Selling. That's Stamps.com and our Advanced Selling.
0: Another fun little episode today, huh? We, you had a name for it. You want we, to say what the name we, was? We
1: did it uh, here a month or so ago. We, we called it Blind as a Bat Thursday, Yeah, which doesn't alliterate very well. Blind as a Bat Thursday. But the idea here, if you remember, is that uh, Brian and I, are uh, we have one question for each other that's unannounced. We yes. have cued each other in on what it is. Nope. Typically, we spend five or 10 minutes talking about the questions that we're going to be answering from listeners or talking about topics, but not, not so not much today. on this one. Nope, nope. So I've got one for you, okay. and you've got one for me. I do. And then we're going to just talk about them a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right, good. In the last two or three months, I've been out in the field and working with groups and working with sales teams, and it seems like one of the most common frustrations on the part of managers or leaders, and I think also on the part of salespeople, is this idea of planning. Okay. That the planning gene... Typically doesn't work very well and isn't uh, isn't integrated in the sales mentality. Yes, salespeople tend to want to go do go do go do. They might make their task list, but in terms of a long term plan, they're not very good at it. And I will say that I'm not very good at it. Okay. So, uh, my question to you is: for a person who doesn't have the planning gene mm. kind of already in their DNA, yeah. how do you how do you coach or suggest someone become a better
0: planner? Yeah. Uh, give me five minutes. Let me plan my answer out here. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, do you have that? my favorite tune? <laughs> no? Is that what? Well,
1: this is kind of a Jeopardy What's thing. What's that Has one? Been...
0: No, 12. I want to hear the sales one. What's it sales called? One? Born to Sell? Born to Sell. There it is. God. Yeah, I didn't know you would like this so much. Oh, Born to Sell? <laughs> this makes me want to run out and make cold calls. Doesn't it, you? It's also... Yeah, I want to get out and make some cold calls. If you're All looking right. for some fire up music, listen,
1: download <laughs> Born Born to Cell. Sell. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. So you've
0: you've had a chance that, to think of That's about called your a trainer concern. stalls what that is. Uh-huh. If you're in the training business, that's the stall where you your didn't hear brains a word actually nope, you not a single word, just think of my answer. So uh can you repeat the question? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Longer. Yeah. Can you use it in a sentence, yes, please? Can you yeah, uh, what was your country of origin? <laughs> country of origin. <laughs> Are there any alternative pronunciations? <laughs> Are there any alternative definitions? Now I'm going to write my answer like the spelling bee guys do and I think I'm writing on the back of my little card. I love that. This national spelling bee is the greatest thing, isn't it? God, it's fun. All right, so planning. So I don't have the planning gene. What coaching do I give to someone who doesn't have that to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of different thoughts come to mind. Um, if you don't have the planning gene, you don't have the planning gene to create the framework for a plan. So one of the first things I would do to help you, you help yourself if you can't do this on your own, is find other um, planning templates that you can just fill in. Because what I find is I have this uh, item that I teach and talk about a lot called the first domino effect. And um, a lot of people, I find, fail at most things in their life by not taking the, the very first, first step. step. Yeah. yeah, the very first little step. And a little, any, it can be anything, right? And I've talked about that on the podcast before. So I think that the reason people don't start planning is because they don't know where to start yeah. or how to start, yeah. so they don't. And if you have a template, and there are dozens and dozens of planning templates, right? So you have mentioned strategic coach. Is a, uh, a thing for entrepreneurs. They have planning templates. Um, we have business planning templates that we use, and we go out to speak to groups and, and leave those behind for people. And once you have a template, the template can guide you, and all you're doing is filling in the blank. So that's the first thing I'd, I'd recommend. If you don't have a planning template and you're not a good planner, go find one. And so you would Google planning template or sales planning template, right? Google will show you all sorts yeah, of PDFs. That's good idea. Um, good thing. So that's where I'd start. Um, that's a good idea. Then uh, the next thing I would I would recommend you do is once you've got – so once, now once we have something down, I always say that you only plan to the level that you think you can handle both the, the input and the output. Because what I find sometimes people will do is when they're not natural planners, they'll overdo it, right. and they'll plan too much stuff to do, and they'll plan too many outcomes. Then they'll get behind, and then they scrap their plan. Yeah. Or right. I'd much rather someone put down a very – simple, digestible plan, say, you know what, I can do this part of it. So instead of saying, I'm going to go out and run a, you know, I've never run a step in my life, and I'm going to go out and run a marathon, like, you know what, why don't I just put my shoes on first and walk down to the end of the driveway and back. Let's just start there, right? And so plan that part of it and plan in small chunks, because what that does when you bite off the small chunks is you get the, your um, encouragement goes up, your confidence goes up, and then it starts to, um, snowballing. Yeah. A template, I mean. Yeah. That's so. good. That's really good. So
1: your answer then is help, uh, have find. somebody else help you take the first step. Even if it's someone who's created a template, find a template Find, find a template. A template. Yeah. and step one and just start working on the template instead of trying to create your own template. You got it. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 And then, uh, and then step two, make sure that you've got the plan, uh, parsed out. Is that right? Parsed yeah. out. Would you yeah, say I like parsed that. out? Thank you. Parsed. Yeah. Parsed. I like it when I say parsed, mm-hmm. parsed, parsed out. Uh, sounds like, um, Year of the Cat with Al Stewart. Al Stewart Al does Stewart, have a little list, doesn't, doesn't he? he? God, he's Al good Stewart. though. He started it great. Oh, Year of the Cat. You know, of and... all the Jenny artists, Ways, I always tell her he he invented that list. Like,
1: Did you? Do you like him? Uh, of yeah, all the artists that I've never seen that I'd like to see, he is number one. Is he uh, And really? he's still touring, but he he's, is? Yeah, he's still touring the U.S. He does a lot in Scotland and England and wow. Australia, but he's still in the U.S., but it, it's it's never been convenient. But man, I'd love to see him.
0: Time passages. <laughs> I mean, you can't he make does. that up. He Isn't does. it fantastic? Then <laughs> you can't. Yeah, it's
1: great. Well, I've got a uh, another. Oh, I'm going to weigh in on yeah, my please. own there. Yeah, that's what we're um, doing. That's good. And I like the template thing. And so here are two things that I think happen yeah. is number one. We seldom devote intense time to planning. Oh, that's really good. Now, for the yeah. day, I know you say, look, let's take 15, 20 minutes at the beginning of the day. But when, when we're talking about planning, when you talk about templates, that's like planning a territory, planning a year, planning a quarter, planning a new product launch. I don't think we take enough time. I think we expect it to come to us so quickly because everything else does yeah. that we don't, uh, I mean, we're getting ready to do some planning here for the podcast, and we're devoting several hours to that. And sometimes it's hard to get that time off your calendar or on your calendar. But uh, Cal Newport just wrote a book called Deep Work, and he talks about how how resistant to deep, methodical, long stretches of work. How, how we just resist that. Can't do it. Yeah. We love fifteen minutes here, twenty minutes. Well, you know what? Let's have a cup of coffee and plan plan the rest of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. And number two, I think we we need to look at a plan as you're going through the template that you suggested is as a scope of work for a project because if you're a if you're a project manager and uh and somebody calls you and says, "Hey, we're getting ready to launch this product." The product project manager wants to develop a scope of work. Right. That's all the things that need to happen yeah. in order for this yeah. plan to happen. So, yeah. if you're going to grow your territory 75% in the next year, what are all the things that need to happen? Well, oh, yeah. a, I've got to have a better social media presence. B, I've got to be calling on CEOs and so. So whatever those things are, just is really just a bullet-pointed list of the scope of work. Then you can start categorizing those things into different areas. Fantastic. I think a lot of times what we do is we go right to the category. Instead of yeah. saying let's just let's put everything we can and post-it notes on the board, yep. and let's do it that way. So scope of work and project planning, I think, are part of that, that gene. That, and I think we're all. I know. I know that some of us don't have that gene, but I think we can all do that.
0: Everyone can do this. Everyone that's a, can that's, do it. It's a thing. You don't need to have. And I get because I don't really have the. I guess I do have the. I have the vision gene. I don't know if I've got the step-by-step planning gene. Um, it doesn't matter though. You, if you do no. these, these four things that Bill and I just talked about, if you're listening to this, you play that in a loop, it's all right there, right? Mm-hmm. It's that it's there. You find a template, you put it in bite-sized chunks, You devote some time, You devote some, a good chunk of time to it. It's, yeah. Yeah. Really good. So good. Okay. okay. Thank you. That's good. My turn. Yeah. yeah That's good. Good turn. question. Okay. Ready? Uh, one of the things that is a traditional trait of a salesperson, if you hear VPs of sales and say, so what kind of person do you want? One of the things that they frequently say is I want someone who's competitive I want someone who wants to win. I want someone who hates losing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a phrase in sports sometimes that says, you show me a, show me someone who loses with dignity and I'll show you a loser, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of that kind of macho, that sort of groin feel mm-hmm. to it. We teach a concept around here called detachment, right? And detachment is one of our core principles. And I have found frequently and especially lately that I've got some hyper-competitive salespeople that I coach that struggle with oh. the detachment side because of their wiring for competitiveness. So, my question is how do you coach someone to balance a hyper competitive DNA genes with detachment? Cue music. Let me see here. <laughs> is this, let me is, see this, is this, uh,
1: I'm trying to get, I'm trying to draw bad. a beat on this thing.
0: Draw a beat.
1: Let's see. How long do I have? I don't know how long the track is. This is. track is only 30 <laughs> seconds, I need longer than that.
0: This is Born It so, picks up. It no, no, it. this is northern clocky. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> yeah. No wonder I checked out. Okay, I got Ready? it. Ready? Yeah. Good. Ding. Go. All right. Love it. Uh, I don't know
1: why we're doing this. Oh, boy. Okay, detachment. Well, it's really weird you should have brought this up today. Why? Because I just listened to a, a you know who Dan Harris is? I don't. He wrote a book called 10% Happier. Okay. And Dan Harris is a broadcaster for ABC. He's on Good Morning America. Oh, Dan Harris.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. great. I love that he's guy. He's really good. Yeah. And he
1: was on Nightline there for a while. Yes. And have you ever heard his story? No. His story is that he melted down once on the air because he was so, he just, he froze. And this is after he'd been on the air for a long time. But his brain was working so fast. He was, he was doing drugs. And that, he, wow. He casually mentions that. I think Small that's detail, a big thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the point is that he got to a place in his life where he literally could not work because he was so competitive, and he wanted every he wanted the best story. Wow! And he would go to who was the ABC News director, Rune Arledge, or somebody, and he would always go try to get the best story. He'd yeah. go get the war, the the war in Iraq. He'd covered that, and he came yeah. back, and then he was he was kind of uh, you know neutral for a few months, and he just got, and he he started to meditate. Uh-huh. And uh, I was listening. One of his guides is a guy named Joseph uh, Goldstein, I think, mm-hmm. and he's a he has a guided meditation today. That's a long way around today's. Uh, Topic was attachment and detachment. Was it really? Yeah, it was, wow! And here was his, and I, and I like this because I don't know that you and I have ever looked at it like this. But he says, "Have you ever really become attached to something, like, whether it's a loved one, or a way of doing business, or a prospect?" Yeah. Of course, we're, yes. we're attached. Yeah, to them. for sure. We're attached to clients. We don't yeah, want them to leave. Totally. He says, and yet a lot of times we will say that we are loving, we are saying we're compassionate, we're caring for other people, but attachment and caring and love do not fit together. Because attachment is all about me and what I am trying to avoid. I'm trying to avoid your loss, I'm trying to avoid a no, I'm trying to avoid you leaving for another uh, vendor. Whereas love doesn't it doesn't matter. It does if you leave, that's great. If you stay, that's great. I I love, you know, unconditionally love who you are. And maybe it's a little too sensitive for guys. But the (laughs) point but I I like the point there is that if you really look deep beneath, sometimes that competitiveness is a is a mirror, it's like a imposter for attachment. Ooh. This is good isn't it? I mean, don't you think
0: that,
1: you know, I say I'm competitive. What that really means is I'm attached to every deal that comes in front of me. And as long as you are attached, then we're always looking at what are we going to get or what are we going to try to avoid getting. And he says, if you're operating from love, plus when you're operating from love, guess what? You become a lot more attractive.
0: You do full on. Wow. That was good. That was good. That's a good, especially well, for. Well, it's weird that you would plan. bring that up because I just, I heard yeah, that today. but it's not, but it's not where we are. We've got the true. Advanced Link Podcast Voodoo Karma going today. That's beautiful.
1: But I think we talk it's about really detachment good. and attachment at a very surface level. We do. And, That's and true. the reason is, is because, true. you know, it, sometimes when you're looking at, when you coach people and what I do, we look them in the eye and we're right there physically in front of them. We can backhand them. This is so. No, <laughs> we can't backhand them. <laughs> We can go test taste their this. eye pressure. I'll test your eye yeah. pressure.
0: That's a callback from a past I'll, I'll episode. I'll bring that people. in yeah, you next yeah. week, and I'll, I'll yeah, test because yeah, like you look like you've got some high pressure yeah. there in those well, eyes. I got little eyelids too, little squinty eyes. We're going to have, have to do all to that. Pry open. <laughs> yeah, bring her over. Would y'all make her cry? <laughs> she could do one. You I'll think she's side with you? Wait till she gets all
1: of my squinty eyes. Yeah. I almost complained. This is like a callback, but I almost complained about this person. I thought, what if she hears about my complaint? Yeah, and then
0: next time she says, "I'll check your pressure." Understand? You didn't like me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a callback from a past episode, part of Bill's Eye episode. You can mm-hmm. listen to that in the 60th you're birthday. Sure? I thought that was this episode. Was anyway,
1: anyway, I'm old, so.
0: uh, that's really really strong. And you're right, because here's what. Uh, so it reminds me. There's a quote that my uh, guru uh, Wayne Dyer used to say. Yeah, he said, you know, people talk about forgiveness. He said, what's interesting about forgiveness? He says, in order to forgive, you must have blamed. In order to forgive someone, you must mm-hmm. have blamed. And no one thinks about that. They don't think that they own the blame first. There's no way I can forgive you. Unless I blamed you for something and feel it mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. there's the you know there's the kind of trivial like you apologize like I forgive you, but but if I like sincerely come to someone and say I forgive you and it's coming from me first, not in reaction to you saying you're sorry, but from right. me first saying Bill I want to forgive you for something it means that I blamed you in the past. So what's so, the point of that then? The point of that is that there's a step before attachment that we're, that uh, or for before detachment that we're missing. So in other words, in order the the only way to be attached to something is to have something in me that I'm trying to fulfill that's that correct. I can't. That's correct. See yeah. that there's a that's yeah. the layer yeah. back that I'm getting at. And it's not so obvious, I guess, is it right?
1: There's a void that you're trying to fill yes. Yes. with this I, attachment or yeah. a void you are attempting to avoid. Ooh, used the word void twice here. See that? You? I didn't yeah, mean
0: voids it. Voids get filled.
1: Voids So get filled. I, I like that. I think that's it's a great. I think it's a um, really good question because I run into that too and detachment's one of those things I've got i I've got a client um, uh, down in Nashville, who's a uh, who's become a really good friend, and he he mentioned to me the other day when I saw him, I was on a video conference, and he said, you know, I struggle with this detachment, and he's a very not high pressure, he's just an energetic dude, yeah. And I think he sees it, and maybe I've not done a good job of teaching it to him, and, and this will help. I think is
0: it, it, you can be competitive, and yeah. you can also be detached. Yes, that's the trick. You these yeah. are not either or things. I think right. that's the that's the final message there that these are not a, mutually exclusive things. And think about too from what you just said, the the thing to do here is you and this is a little self psychotherapy is ask yourself what am i afraid of by losing? Yeah. What am i afraid of by losing? So if i come in second place, what about me as a human being gets a little twinge there, gets stuck and i guarantee you there's something from the way that you're wired brought up whatever that that's that's coming up for
1: it's like total and and Dan Harris in the book the book's called 10% Happier it's really good it talks about total surrender and when you totally surrender then all you have left is is love and caring for the other person and if it's meant to be it's meant to be but it'll raise
0: the odds that it happens and that you're more attractive listen to this one on a loop kiddies that was a good one Uh, sadly that does it for today's episode that was really really fun if you haven't downloaded a free copy of our ultimate pregame audio program go do that right now just go to ultimatepregame.com to find it Uh, while you're there check out the products page lots of cool things for you to buy if you haven't thought about bringing us into your company yet for 2016 you really should we are on the road. We'd love to meet you personally. I'm telling you, you can ask our clients, and we'll highlight some of those in a bit that have had us in. They'll tell you how much fun it is. It's really great to meet the listeners live face-to-face. Uh, send us an email, listener to, advanced selling podcast, to get the details behind that. Uh, we also want to hear from you. If you've got feedbacks, question, or an audio recording, we can use in a future episode for Mailbag uh, Monday. Please uh, send us that, would you? ListenerAdvancedSellingPodcast.com. And make sure it's good. Why are you laughing? because of my music I was just Born, oh, this to, born to, sell? to Sell good God no wonder I'm sweating this will be the so last much. time you yeah. hear this yeah this okay. makes me want to like it. Yeah, we it yeah should we go out to I'll it I'll tell you later <laughs> well, can we please uh, go to the LinkedIn group join the uh, conversation LinkedIn Advanced Link Podcast slash LinkedIn please take us home <laughs> I am Born to Sell this is Brian Neal
1: Bill Caskey. <laughs> I'm Born to Sell see ya God it's awful <laughs> all right